Hey, I'm Father Dave Dwyer from Busted Halo. And if you've never heard the Busted Halo radio show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel 129, you really should take a listen. For subscription information, go to SiriusXM.com. But in the meantime, here's something we talked about on a recent show. Joining us here in Sunset Studio 12, good friend of the show, Katie Linendahl. She's an Emmy Award-winning TV personality, writer, technology expert, and global technology consultant. And one of the leading women in the field of technology. As one of the most in-demand technology experts worldwide, she's recognized by a wide range of audiences for her reporting and frequent appearances as an expert contributor for major media outlets, including NBC's Today Show, The Rachel Ray Show, Hallmark's Home and Family, and numerous others. She joins us today in studio not only to catch up with her side of things like all the technology that's going on around us but also with her catholic faith welcome back katie yes. linadol thank you for having me back you know what i love is that a couple of weeks ago when i was out of town you and cardinal dolan hosted the show together i can't hold as i said an advent candle to you father dave and i made that joke by the way and it went off like a lead balloon yeah but truly like it was such an honor to just be part of that, ch- but I can't even do you justice. Like you're, that's okay. You don't have to. Tough shoes to fill. You're your own thing. Tough shoes to fill. So thank <laughs> you for having you me. You probably put of two that. of your feet in my <laughs> one of my shoes. Probably. I haven't grown probably. since fifth grade, so yeah, <laughs> I'm not getting any higher. You know? Are you still traveling 300 I days am, a year? Yes. Now I guilted people a little bit before the break, saying that now that summer's coming, we frequently will get some calls. From our listeners saying, "Well, I'm going on summer vacation, and well, you know, what do I have to find a church?" I'm like, "Katie travels 300 days a year, and she finds Catholic mass wherever she goes. It's not that difficult." Yeah, yeah that was my biggest question for you last appearance. Is, right. It, 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 can I tell you one of the coolest messages that I got off of that appearance? The individual reached out to me, and I won't say his name, but okay. he's probably listening and, and knows who he is. Hi. And you know, you always get this thing where you're not supposed to talk about your faith on your social media, and I'm like, listen. <laughs> John the Baptist was around. He'd be blowing up on social. Like right. that is the of modern course. day. And I actually think and I Saint stole Paul. that from your ho- your homily yeah, yeah, many yeah. many years ago. Yeah. Like he would be a rock star in modern sure, day age. Sure. But I got this message after being on the the show, and I share my faith on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, and all the likes. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> but this guy said, you know what? After that conversation with you and Father Dave and Brett talking about should I go to mass while I'm on the road, he said I have now actively tried to search for masses and also have mm-hmm. excitement behind it. And I thought that was so cool. Like, even if just one person is listening and you can maybe make a difference or get them excited about going to church on the road, well, that I, w- I was like almost in tears. I know that sounds really nerdy, but no, that was it's really not. cool. Well, in fact, we talked just a couple of weeks ago when Adam Sandler guest hosted Saturday Night Live and he did that song about his old friend Chris Farley, who, of course, died way too young. Mm-hmm. And one of the lyrics of the song is how, every, no matter how hungover he was, but from Saturday night, always on Sunday, he'd find Sunday Mass. Ah. And, and right down the street here at St. Malachy's, I know that he would frequently there and also experienced the sacrament of reconciliation there so if somebody just one person like that so many people see that and go well if he's doing it he's making the effort i probably went to bed a lot earlier on saturday night than he did yeah. If at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's been tough, though, I have to say, in, in, in doing so much traveling across the globe, which is a blessing. But one of the the coolest experiences I had when I was in the Faroe Islands, which is one of my favorite places to travel. Faroe? Faroe means sheep. Okay. They're, the Faroe Islands, they're between Scotland and Iceland. It's oh, one wow. of my favorite places to go. Really? 80,000 sheep, 45,000 people. <laughs> and uh, there is one Catholic church. And there's about 18 islands in the Faroe Islands. And I was island hopping to make it to Mass. Wow. And there were sheep in the road i'm like dude you guys gotta move you gotta move do you have to hop islands in a boat or a plane or what do you do you actually do it through the tunnel system so you're There's doing tunnels. your driving but i mean i got to this wow. this one 
there's the church there. And I remember the one particular day I was at mass and it's in Faroese. It's not even in English, but you know, you know what's going on. Faroese. Yeah. They got their own language there and everything. It's I'd really love cool to see culture. the sacramentary in, or the yeah. Roman Missal in Faroese. Good thing you know what you're looking for. <laughs> this looks about right. This you, looks about like right. Like blah, blah, blah. Agnus Day. There it is. There it is. Okay. I know where we are now. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It, but there, it was such a welcoming environment and you got there and you're just like, you know, little prayers up, man. I made it. You know, you feel like you, you felt like you were welcomed, and they you knew you stuck out, and they'd be like this girl is not a regular here. So just just for the sake, I mean, because this is a fair conversation, and summer is coming up. Yeah. Why is it important to you to do that? To go to mass every yeah. week. Yeah. Listen, Jesus got time for you. You got time for Jesus. There you go. You find that you find that mass time. I yeah. think it's I think it's really critical. And I was raised. My mom, shout out to her because. She instilled that in me properly. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, when you're in Disney World and you're on vacation, you're like, oh, I know the kids are probably like, we're going. I, know, I remember that feeling, <laughs> right. you know, when you're traveling. There's been only a few masses I've, and I have missed in my life, and I'm still regretful of that, but you can always find the time. No matter mm-hmm. what you are doing or what mm-hmm. you're, how busy you are, and maybe that's just my subjective opinion. I don't want to sound preachy, but I think it's really important. Right. Really, well, but really but it, but it's also emblematic because a lot of people might respond and say, "Well, gee, God isn't just in church. God is everywhere." Well, yes, but if we make an actual physical effort to do this, then that makes us able to also find time for God in yeah. other ways. And yeah. if we don't do this, well, then how easy is it to let everything else slip? Well, would you say, and this is a question for you, it's, is that a foundation of our, our principles? And I think that I think the principles are strong and, and the basis of the Catholic Church, and I teach this my niece and nephew, it's like having those guidelines mm-hmm. to adhere to is, is important. Well, and, and what believe I, in that. And why, why I would say that it is important to us as church, and by that we don't just mean institutional systems and guys that make rules, but church is the people of God. That's what the Second Vatican Council defined church as, capital P, capital G, the people of God. That, yeah, if if I, you can say, well, you can find God anywhere. Well, yeah, you can, but you can't find the people of God everywhere. The people Mm. of God gather on Sunday morning because it is the day that Jesus rose from the dead around the table of the Lord to be nourished. We do that. Yeah, you could, if you're traveling, well, why don't we just say a little prayer before we go to bed? Sure, that's for you, but the, our faith is more than just about me and Jesus. It's about all of us, and all of us gather on Sunday. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. You sure. should have seen us a few weeks ago. My friend Alicia, who's here in the studio too, we were jamming to try to find a church. I had I was hosting a big tech conference, thousands of people live, and everybody was waiting on us for rehearsals because I had to go to mass. And they just waited patiently. But then there was like a Mexican breakfast afterwards. And we didn't want to like, Ooh. we didn't want to skip out on that because we felt bad. We're like, we got to contribute to that. So I'm like, we'll take two tostadas. And then we like, we run out. We come back to the rehearsal. Everybody's waiting on us. We have tostadas. And they're like, what were you doing? And we're like, we swear we were at mass. But we also wanted to contribute to the tostadas and a Mexican breakfast. Contribute to like the tostadas. Swear. There's always a fundraiser. Contribute yeah. to the yeah, tostada fund. Right. We had, to hit, we had to hit that breakfast hard. Oh, Mexican breakfast is so good. <laughs> Truth. Oh. That was a good one, too. What was that one in Dallas? That was uh, St. Cecilia's in Dallas. So when you're it. saying you're like hosting like a big conference, yes. what do people come to learn about the new technology? Is it like the Apple thing when they un- unveil a new phone or something? So I do a lot of keynotes. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've been in technology my entire life. I, I go back to coding when I was 12 years old. I have my degree oh, wow. in IT, new media from RIT. I'm very wow. a true techie. Yes. And I do a lot of keynotes and speaking across the globe. Sure. And sometimes I also MC big tech conferences, okay. which is such a blessing. I love it. And sometimes it's like 20,000 MC people is fun. live. 
Yeah. MC is fun. Well, I mean, you get like your entrance song. and it's <laughs> Literally, the largest I ever did was 20,000 people live in, a, in these arenas. And wow. It's, it's intense. That's like Madison but, Square. That's like Billy Joel right? in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> right? And you're like, I, literally, I, 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 there's times where I'm on the bathroom floor. I'll play saying a prayer before I go out there. I'm like, please, God, like help me out with this one. I always say a prayer. Do you have an entrance song? Sorry, you mentioned entrance song it up. quickly. Okay. I, I, okay. Can I tell you my recent entrance song? Yes, please. Yes. Kind of snuck it in. It was for King and Country Joy. Do you know that one? Dude. King you and guys, Country. A, they're Christian. They're, performers. they're a killer yeah. Christian band. Yeah, I'm like yeah. such a fan. But I'm like, they're like, what song you want to go with? I'm like, here's the time code. It's called Joy. Just roll that in there. Yep, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, start that at 24 seconds in. Yeah. And yep. Don't look into the band. Okay, yep. great. She's, no, but no, everybody was digging it. Everybody was sure, totally into it. Sure. Well, that's like one of my favorites. <laughs> you are a joyful person. <laughs> I like to be. We talk about that, that Busted Halo, our, our slogan is faith shared joyfully. We, yes. we think that's important. It is important. And you do that. You do it. And, and we actually have an article. You could check it out we'll put a link on our radio blog we talked about it a couple days ago that i think last week it was on the top of the homepage at bustedhalo.com about sharing your faith yes. online and whether not not just necessarily whether to do it or not and why we could and should but also okay if i'm gonna what are some do's and don'ts like mm. let's be charitable let's you know not be ad hon hominem meaning attacking other people mm-hmm. and all that sort of, uh, something that a lot of people could probably benefit from these days uh, little do's and don'ts on the internet that's <laughs> you know what that's so strong and i have to go do my homework because again i tell you in my world of media it's i can't tell you how many of People you hear are like, you're not going to want to share your faith online. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I think of Jesus like all day. Like, what, <laughs> what do you, well, you want me to be authentic to myself, but right. don't be authentic about that. So yeah. it's, but it is, it is a challenge. And I know that you're going to turn people yeah. off. But I think if you do it in my two cents for what it's worth, if right. you do it in a very positive and a joyful way, right. hey, what's wrong with that? Would you agree? Absolutely. And that's, I believe that's what the author of the article said too. But I, I also, I, I I talked about this in the, the very beginning of this conversation. I think it was you, Father Dave, okay. many, many years ago at St. Paul's. You did this homily talking about how if St. John the Baptist was around, John the Baptist was around nowadays, modern time, mm-hmm. he would be a rock star. Yeah. Was that you? Do you remember? I mean, I often say that about St. Paul, just because he used media of his day. And, and maybe right I and have lighting. it wrong. Well, that's okay. John the Baptist did that too, and that I probably used that. with me, though. Well, that's fine. Because I think in the, a modern day rock star would be the the approach would be different. We're, we're you know two thousand yeah. years later. Yeah. They'd be using social media. They'd have a million followers. They would be the latest trend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what's wrong about sharing your faith socially? I want to hear it from you because for me it sounds like a priest is. Of course he's going to say that. I'm glad that you're saying that. But it, I'm not going to say yeah. it doesn't. It's not hard. Right. Because you get some pushback. But you gotta stand firm in what you're, what you believe in. Emmy award-winning TV personality, writer, and technology expert Katie Linendahl is our guest here on the Busted Halo Show. You stopped by because you have some questions of faith for Father Dave, as many of our listeners do. Dude, I got like a CVS receipt long <laughs> batch of questions. That's long. These are long receipts. Yeah, they give just... you five dollars back after that, though. <laughs> and it's always like coupons you don't need. Right. Well, because they they. They say you have to come back in two days. I just bought everything <laughs> that I need. That's why there's so much things on there. But then you come back in two days. You still, well, no, I always go back. You're not going <laughs> to squelch on five bucks. Right? I can get something. I, I'm not even making this up. My mom received a personalized note that she was one of the highest shoppers at CVS. One of we the are, highest we, shoppers? We are strong couponers at Linen Dolls. Yeah. We're the most generous people, but we hit the coupons and we hit them hard. <laughs> CBS like loves you, but also is like they're using all the coupons. Uh, like, oh, we got we're them. losing on yeah. them. We count on people <laughs> throwing them out. They like give yeah. her money back. Yeah, right. 
This isn't how this is supposed to go. Okay. Uh, All right, so your CVS okay. long list is? Uh, okay, so shall I start with my first question? Go ahead, yeah. And I, I tried to frame questions that I thought were relevant to many individuals. Thank you. And forgive me for my <laughs> several-sentence soliloquy that's about to happen. That's but it okay. has a point, And I need some spiritual insight, Father Dave, so I'm I need here. you to hook me up. Okay, here's my, here's my rant. Here. <laughs> I've been in New York City for 10 years. Okay. I came from very humble roots in Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Very proud to be living in Tribeca, which is a beautiful part of New York City, or it was beautiful. Here's the point I'm getting at. <laughs> New York City is testing my Jesus, oh, no. Father Dave. Oh, no. And I feel Stressful? like that might be not. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. The city here, I, I say this is almost like a heartbreaking fashion, because in, in being here cumulatively for about 10 years, there is trash everywhere. Mm-hmm. There is rats running rampant everywhere, where in my area, in Tribeca, I'll use that as an example, nice place to be in town. They have had to extend rat traps. I literally can sit from my duplex and watch rats running all night. (laughs) There is feces all over New York to the point where I'm not sure if it's people or animal feces. Oh, lovely. We got problems in New York. Okay. It's testing my Jesus because the biggest (laughs) challenge I have is truly the homeless problem. Mm, And I say this with a heavy heart because- it's everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do? You, you you tap into your what would Jesus do band from like the 1990s and you're like, man, Jesus sees these homeless people. And it's like, you have to, in, in my f- head, it's like, and my friend's always yelling at me because she's like, I don't know the answer. It's like I'm constantly giving money or if I see like a pizza shop, I'm like, I'm going to run in and just get them something. Come out of church. You see somebody that's not doing some good things, but they're sitting on the steps and you're like, I just came out of church. Right. How could I not give something? Yeah. But then should I not give something? Wait, no, I don't give it. I've gone had times where I've gone back and forth. I've, it's so heady. Right. And it's it's a serious problem in the city, and mm-hmm. it, it it's heartbreaking. And how do you approach when you see these people that are in dire straits? That I feel like it's now more than ever. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, I mean, I, I think that's a uh, it's a great question for as you pointed out, a lot of people because this is not the only place where people encounter the poor, and we see. All throughout the scriptures, throughout Old and New Testament, yes. God saying a lot of things about the poor, care for the poor, I remember the poor, I love the poor, we got to love the poor. But I think it's important to realize that there are many ways to help people. And in fact, there are many times in the scriptures where it talks about like liberating people from that which bonds them. Like even when we hear lists of things like, well, the, the blind will have their eyes opened and prisoners will be set free. And oftentimes it'll say, and the poor will have the good news preached to them. It doesn't say the, the poor will come into money necessarily. It doesn't say you give the poor $5. Doesn't say that $5. Doesn't ah. say that. But now obviously that, that. And I think we all have our charitable things we do. Well, okay. Well, let me, just... well, let me finish. You, okay, you sorry, did sorry. your soliloquies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me so, yeah because it's, because it's not an easy answer. It's not a soundbite answer. So the issue is that of course we're called to be charitable. And of course it's the appropriate thing occasionally to reach in and to help somebody. But there's a lot of ways in which we can help the poor, a lot of ways in which we can um, be concerned and show love. I talk about oftentimes when I pray at mass, I talk about the people in our neighborhood who are most in need. May their needs be met through our prayer and our charity. And it's not for us who genuinely believe, as you were, you've been talking about since you sat down, to say that we pray for something is not trite. It's not when we all, everybody gets mad at politicians when something tragic happens and they say our prayers and thoughts. Oh, stop saying prayers and thoughts. If you believe in prayer, then that is not an insignificant thing to do. Mm. It's also not an insignificant significant thing to do to support in other broader ways 
the systematic things that are in place either in the city in general civically or like for instance where i live at st paul's we have two days a week something that people line up for that a lot of the folks of the parish help out at this soup kitchen where we get food and we sit down and we feed them a meal uh and and knowing that that happens there and that sometimes you'll even offer that to somebody and maybe they don't want that and that's obviously that's their their choice and they're respecting their dignity and their freedom will say no i don't want that i want you know the five dollar you're going to get me. But I mean, I, I think we can certainly at one end of the scale beat ourselves up with a lot of guilt about, oh, I, I could have done more. Or I could have given, given that person something. And at the other end of the scale would be not caring at all. I mean, Pope Francis talks a lot about even just the way you just described it. We should be incensed, upset, etc. Not only about the rats. Pope Francis does talk a lot about the rats, <laughs> but about people that are in need in front of us. We, we we shouldn't just let that roll off our our backs. And in, I think in New York City, that is one of the biggest dangers. So I would say that in terms from a place of our faith, the fact that it is on your mind mm-hmm. and that it bothers you and you go back and forth is way better than what a lot of New Yorkers, and I would say a lot of even believing New Yorkers do, which is just ignore it. So the fact that it's even bothering you, I would say, is a positive step in faith. Now, that's not the answer to your question. You say, what do we do? So what I do might be occasionally I'm helping out at one of these soup kitchens and I'm looking them in the eye and giving them, you know, maybe seeing them regularly every couple of weeks or every month when I'm there might actually do a lot more for their human dignity than handing them a dollar. So, and that may not be how, how they want it or what they're looking for right at that moment. But I don't think we should necessarily beat ourselves up too much unless we're really completely ignoring them. I was going to say it, meaning the problem of homelessness, but ignoring these people who are children of God. If we are even, uh, let's say, uh, uh, having a multi-tiered approach or our portfolio is diverse, that on some days, yes, it's a dollar in my pocket. And other days it's helping out. Other days it's maybe advocating for different systems socially that will help them. I think that nailed it because the multi approach, because I think many of us have our charitable things that we're giving to and a part of, but it's seeing that individual and seeing them where they're at in that moment. And, you know, you hear so many things like, oh, you shouldn't give money because it's that person's for them to maybe hopefully go get a drink or go get a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it's that person that you're looking at in that moment that is so challenging. So it's like, for me, the, the the back and forth in my mind is, yes, I do this and that and philanthropically, but this is a, an individual focused situation. How do I deal with that in this moment? So, so both and like Multi. the like the answer in Catholicism often is it's not the polemic, it's not the extreme of either or. It is both of those because a lot of people might say I never give something out of my pocket or even give somebody the time of day because I I go to that gala and yeah, give ten thousand right. dollar tables. It's it's both really. I mean, primarily not just because if you're giving a ten thousand dollar table at a gala fundraiser, obviously a single dollar or a five dollar bill doesn't really make that much of a difference. But then that's an entirely different kind of mm-hmm. interaction and a different way in which we as people of faith get to get to experience love because love obviously love can happen by writing a ten thousand dollar check for a table at a gala but that kind of love that might happen in that interaction either on the steps of the church or the steps of the subway where you actually look somebody in the eye and say i'm sorry that you're in this place and i don't have any money today but please know that or even ask them their name and sometimes they'll give it sometimes they won't. i mean i ask them their name and i say i will pray for you by name and and that's you know in some ways different 
and certainly many people will be like, yeah, but can you also, and sometimes they'll even say this, particularly in New York, okay, great, but can you give me the dollar too, you know? <laughs> and sometimes if I chuckle, then I will. Well, I, I'm not joking. I This one time I, I gave out money to several people, and this is just one example, and they're like, well, you got a 20? And I was like, dude, like, <laughs> is it not right. enough? Like, right. you know, but it's... It really is heartbreaking and, and, and it's tough in your in your mind when you're you're like, what would Jesus do? Jesus mm. wouldn't look beyond that person sitting on the ch- the church steps and mm. everybody's just you just came out of church, right? I, I but then you're smoking and I'm like, I don't know, like you didn't go to church, so now I'm like <laughs> having this like, oh, it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. I, I will say because you guys covered a lot of the stuff that I normally talk about in this world. I've been here for twelve years now. I see it a lot more here than in Cape Cod, where I grew up. Um, it's not all just the multi tiers so far that have been mentioned. I think a huge part for, in this situation for me now is also talking to the people that don't even enter into this conversation, which is friends that are just like, "Why did you just give any money at all to that person?" People that are actually like angered if you do that sometimes. They're just like, that's crazy or stupid or dumb. Interesting. And or people that come at it from an economic point of view that just encourages the problem and that sort of thing. And I'm already, and if somebody has asked me for money, they're already in such dire straits, even if they're acting, that that's a horrible life to be living. That's not, that's already enough for right. me to give. And I, and I will enter into that conversation with as many people as, as I need to, because I think that is another tier to explore, which is not just my own impact to this person that's sitting here in front of me or to this uh, kind of pyramid structure that ends up with homeless people at the bottom, but also to the people, the hundreds of thousands of people that see it not as an issue and something to look away. And that might start with my own friends and family even. So I need to not be afraid to even enter into that conversation because that might also create a pyramid of help to a pyramid of a problem. And, and again, I mean, b- what both of you are saying is identifying uh, the bigger problem is not caring at all. Yeah. The bigger problem is having absolutely no inner conflict when you walk out on the steps of church and being able to, as admittedly even sometimes I can be able to, cross the street and and walk the other the other way look the other way or try to avoid intentionally or whatnot because it's and pope francis is right it's it it can't be something that doesn't matter to us Mm -hmm. that doesn't bother us and now and 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 to be fair that there will be other people that would argue from a christian even a catholic point of view that there are different and better solutions and it's more macro and that sort of thing but I, i don't think we can judge anybody's Charity, and that's really what Pope Francis. One of the things that you were saying before: Oh, are they? They're going to buy cigarettes, or they're? I mean, Pope Francis very clearly said, probably about a year ago now, that don't not give to somebody because of what they may or may not do with your money. But if they're smoking on the church steps and not going to church, is that not good? Well, search not, of course not good, but what Brett's point was is just that... It, yes, no, it, I agree with Brett's it, point. It's a luxury that you and I have to decide when we're going to church and to drive through a tunnel in Iceland to get to church. They don't have that luxury. Right. So, I mean, what Pope Francis says, got to give these people a, a lot of slack. Me- meaning that, I mean, aside from their spirituality, and, and maybe, honestly, maybe if that's what really burns in your heart, maybe that's what your way of, not 100% of the time, because it's a multi-tiered approach, but that's maybe your way, is to share with them, you know, hey, sometime you should you know, come on inside, and or mm-hmm. sometime pray to God, or I'd like to, pr- let me pray with you right now. And and may- maybe there's the string attached that, okay, I'll, I'll give you this, but I'll, you know, uh, well, let's pray together. And who knows what, what that might do. 
Good talk, guys. Katie Linendahl, Bye. our guest here on the Busted Halo Show. Usually you're talking tech, but now yeah. we're talking our faith. We are charity. on Sirius XM, so the tech is built in. Yeah, And that's she true. has her personalized headphones plugged in, so I feel like we have the tech part covered, <laughs> at least in part. She has very shiny purple headphones awesome. that look like disco mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, match my shirt today. <laughs> I wore my turquoise shirt yeah, just to Brent, match. You're, uh, you're repping over there today. Thank you. <laughs> very hipster. I missed yesterday due to travel, so today I had to add extra oomph. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot of oomph. Yeah. Make it up for it. Well, yeah. Katie, we probably got time for one more question, if you want to do one more. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this wasn't, isn't anything to do with about anybody or That's anything right. or any city tested by Jesus. <laughs> I'll make a, a poignant question. So it's obviously the month of May. It is. And it's all about Mary, which is yes. super cool. Yes. We love her. I knew you were going to chime in. <laughs> I knew you were going to chime in. I love that. And I think one thing I've always been fascinated with is the mysteries of faith mm-hmm. and the apparitions of Mary yeah. throughout time have yeah. been Oh my goodness, like so intriguing to me. I remember when I was in Catholic school and we would watch the Day the Sun Dance and you'd be like, wow, this is like really happened. And it was just May 13th, which is also Alicia's birthday. That's a good birthday to have. Yeah. But it's it's so interesting to look back through history and, and see these apparitions. And also at a place like, my question is, when you have Lords, for example, where you have holy waters mm-hmm. and you have people coming in the hopes for miracles. Lords, France. Cardinal Dolan yes. just got back yeah. from a trip there. Have you ever been there? I have not ever been there. Would you like to go I there? I would, yes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I was just wondering. I thought she had an opportunity right, for yeah. you. I actually, I might. I have to talk to you offline about that. Okay. There was, that was going somewhere. Oh. Okay. Um, so is it right or is it wrong to hope going to those locations for a miracle? Why would it be wrong? Is it testing God? God, now, we God, shouldn't God, test God. God asks us to ask him for things, though. Oh. I mean, testing God is what, like, what Satan did in the desert. Like, nah, nee, 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 nee. Turn these stones into bread. Asking God is what he says all the time. Ask, seek, and knock. Please huh. ask. Be perseverance. Of course we should ask for something that we desire. As long as, I mean, the and it's got nothing to do with testing God or not. I mean, the issue is we have our model has to be Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. If Jesus, even himself, who in fact we believe theologically was God, asked the Father, you know, I know we're about to do this whole crucifixion thing, but if there's any way that maybe we could do it a different way, that'd be great. But, you know, I know you got the plan, but, I mean, I'm just asking if Jesus, right before he gave up his life for us and saved the world, asked that question, far be it from us to think that we're not allowed to do that, Mm. not allowed to ask God for something that we want. But, again, the model is key, not my will. So if I go to Lourdes mm. and I say, I expect from you, God, to be healed and I will be disappointed or I will stop going to church if it doesn't happen, that's different than if it's your will, I would really love a miracle. You always do such a good job. <laughs> that's why you came here, right? I throw these deep questions at you and he's like, boom, got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. There you go. I'm like, respect you. Respect. <laughs> I thought part of your question was going to be like, but... Like, you don't want to go in with disappointment maybe on the line. Is that part of it, too? Well, also, like if it doesn't happen. the request, I, I feel like it's, it, talk about multi-tiered. I feel like it's <laughs> like, there's so much intensity behind that. And I feel like there's, goodness, probably hundreds and thousands of people that hope for miracles. It's, it's just, just, we'll use Lords as an example. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, are you going to be disappointed in that? Or it, how how trivial could your request be? Or how, how deep could your request be? Or... I don't know. But, it's, but of, it's of the of the hundreds me. of thousands of people that go to Lords with a big request, and the probably large percentage 
for whom that exact thing doesn't happen, I would wonder, and I'm thinking it's a big number, percentage that would be satisfied anyway with whatever happened instead. Mm. That that was not the thing that they thought. That some people have thrown their crutches away. Um, Cardinal Dolan, who goes frequently to Lord, says that that's that's not everybody, but almost everybody has some sort of something, some mm. God moment, something that changes their life, something that is worth the trip. I'll tell you what, the gift shop alone for yeah. me, I'd, I'd be worth the trip right there. Was we there, know I love me a good gift shop. Was there like shiny headphones with Mary on each side oh, or something? Oh, man. Cool. We can find you a pair of those. <laughs> Amazon. We don't have to go all the way to Lord's, but... Friend of the show, Katie Linnadal. Always love it when you stop by. Thank you for having me. You're going to be in New York for a little while. You got the Tribeca, but now you got to travel 300 days. Go to yes. Iceland or something. Yeah. What's the next big long I'm, haul? I'm heading home to Boston for oh, okay. a few days for Not Memorial Weekend. Hey, you know what? What's a great way to get there? Take this bus that Brett takes. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that. Dude, you took a bus to Boston? You out of your mind? You took a bus back. It's back. Was it one of those like $15 ones that you're not sure if you're going to make it back? No. He didn't make it Brett! back. <laughs> Dude, rule Listen, number they, one. They, I know I'm done. I'm done. I, it's been He's never going to take it again. This. He's never going to take it again. Are you out of your mind? A little bit. Talk about a wing and a prayer. You're like on that thing. You're like, please, please, please. <laughs> it's please, a wing like, and Jesus, a prayer. Please, please, please. It's a wing, a prayer, and $21 <laughs> is really the problem. I did go with one of those, and it did not work out. I'll be traveling with you soon. I'll be your escort. In the back of the yeah, in the back of Katie's Escalade or whatever she's got. (laughs) Escalade. I'm sorry. Is that? It's not promenade. (laughs) It's not promenade equals Escalade. That's how I think of it. I know. (laughs) Escalade. Katie, please return anytime. Oh, I would love that. Thank you.